It's another episode of the About Mansfield Consumer Advice Series. I'm Steve Casillo. Welcome to the show. Today, we're talking with Susanna Mahady. She is our trademark attorney expert who comes in every Wednesday. And today, we're talking about top 10 trademark mistakes small business owners make. And it's not just small business owners. This happens to a lot of people who make mistakes when they're registering their trademark, or perhaps they don't register at all. Sit back, relax. Here we go with Susanna Mahady. Good morning. Welcome. Good morning, everyone. And I, I got to ask you, because we are in the season, have you finished your Christmas shopping? Finished or started? <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> we work best under pressure, right? So That's right. That's right. That's what, uh, that's what FedEx is for, is like get that exactly. order on the 23rd and get that on the 24th, wrap it up. In fact... It makes you more efficient, right? Yeah. You just get it done because you know you have to and it's quick and that way you don't stress about it for months. So today we're talking about the top 10 trademark mistakes small business owners make. And you know what? Uh, in this, this is only a 10 minute nugget of information and we've already <laughs> taken up uh, one minute. So, so let's jump right into it. What are uh, the top 10 trademark mistakes small business owners make? Okay, I'll try to get to one minute each so go. or less now. So the first one is naming your corporation or your LLC um, using your name, but not registering the trademark. And so that, I believe we spoke about that in one of my earlier sessions, you know, just having your name registered with your secretary of state doesn't give you any legal rights to the name. Second one is registering the trademark, but not securing the domain name or the social media profiles or um, URL, anything like that, because other people can then use those profiles or social media, um, that name in social media uh, circles that could impact your business. Because well, and if I recall, there uh, there was a, a, a very famous rock band from the 70s who did not get into the internet before someone else acquired their domain name. Yeah, and, and then having to fight for it, it gets expensive. Yeah, they actually had to sue the person that, right. hey, we own the, trade, uh, the trademark to the name of our band, and I, you know, it's like someone registering Coca-Cola before right. they did. Right, right. Okay. And then you'd have to probably pay a big price for it to try to get it back. Okay. The third one is choosing a name that's too generic or descriptive. Again, that, you know, it basically increases the risk that your name, your application will be denied or rejected by the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. And many times people will invest in creating that brand and think that because, um, you know, that this name is going to, is what they've used, that it's, that even though it's super generic, that it's going to get through the examining attorney and it might not. And so then you'd have to rebrand. Okay. Fourth, not registering the trademark at all because you think your name is unique and you, you just assume that no one else is going to use it. But we have to remember that just this year alone, they had over 780,000 applications for trademarks. So I believe worldwide, it was something like 18 million. So there are a lot of variations of names. And you might think yours is unique, 
but you never know. And that's why it's important to do a search and registration. So what happens if you start a business, you think the business is named unique and someone else trademarks your name? Well, then you are limited. You have, remember, you have common law rights to your name, but it's limited to just your, your geographic area. And so if, if you use you know, your business only in that small space, then you might be okay. The problem is that with the internet, you know, we're crossing, crossing state lines and you really are limited in your growth. And so somebody could be using that name somewhere else, have priority rights over you. And it just creates a lot of conflict. So it's best to not be associated with somebody else. That's not your business. Excellent. I think we did number four. We're moving on to number five. Number five, not doing a thorough, comprehensive search of your mark before you register. Um, There's a couple of things. Obviously, you don't want to be going forward with an application and paying fees um, towards something that may not get through. It might get rejected and then you don't get your money back and you have to kind of start all over or you have to rebrand if you've been using that mark and have to spend the money in, in, in remarketing a different name. The other thing is you might be infringing on somebody else's mark and you don't even know it. So it's better to know up front and have a good comprehensive search done. Number six, not using a trademark attorney to help you. And I think that's a big problem. You might find a lot of of, um, businesses online that will trademark, you know, help you do your trademark for, you know, I don't know, $99 or something silly. But the problem is that they're not lawyers. They're just filling out forms, which you can do yourself on the Patent and Trademark Office website. Problem is that if there's a problem, because remember, the people that are reviewing your application are attorneys, they're examining attorneys. So they might have questions or issues that they can't help you with. Um, So you would probably be best served having a lawyer that can respond and make sure that your application gets through. And, and Um, And speaks the language. Yes. Yeah, because I I would assume there's some intricacies in the trademark law that your typical small business owner doesn't know. And someone who knows the language is is going to be able to get uh, get that through when you're when you've got attorneys talking to each other. It it, uh, it seems to work a little better. Right. And the requirements, I mean, this is all statutory, right? It's all based on, on statute, federal law. And so there are interpretations and nuances that, that most lay people may not know. That's why we, you know, we went to law school to help you, not for you to have to figure it out yourself. So are we at seven or eight? Seven. Number seven. Not registering in proper classes. So you should know that there are 45 different classes or categories for um, to apply your or to submit your trademark application. So these define your goods or your services. And so you might submit an application under one class, say the class that pertains to clothing, but you're also selling other things like mugs and things, and you don't protect that class. You think you're protected in everything and you're not. And so most people wouldn't know that. They need to understand that there are different classes depending on the category of merchandise or services that you're providing. Okay. Number eight, not using your registered trademark. And so once you register your trademark, you do have an obligation to make sure that it's active, that you're using it in commerce. And so many people will just 
maybe submit an application, get trademarked, and then just not stop using the brand. Well, if somebody else wants to use that name and sees that you're no longer active or it's not being kept up or registered, you know, the, the post-registration applications aren't being done, then they could try to uh, challenge that. And, and um, they could be abandoned if, if somebody challenges that. All right. Number nine. So number nine would be not maintaining your trademark. And that kind of coincides with the, with the last one, because you do have to take steps to make sure that, that your trademark doesn't expire. I mean, after five years, you have to submit a, a, a new re-registration, and then you have to do another one you know, after nine years, and, and then every 10 years. So there are deadlines that you have to meet to make sure that you're trademark is being maintained and you don't uh, risk being canceled. And finally, number 10, should we add, now we don't have drum, I was going to no, ask for a drum roll. I was just going to say, no drum rolls. No drum rolls. Number 10. Number the, 10. Uh, the top 10 trademark mistakes small business owners make. Here's number 10. You don't monitor your trademark. And so just because you have it registered and you're using it, it doesn't mean that you don't have an obligation to make sure that it's protected, that other people aren't using it. So there are watch services that many attorneys provide where they kind of keep an eye out for you. And so they'll they'll be able to keep checking to see if there's um, any applications that are being um, submitted that are similar to your mark or any registrations, or if somebody's just out there using it, that um, may be... Uh, affecting your business, right? I mean, they may be using your brand that in ways that are not consistent with your services or your values or your business. Right. I think we talked about this off the air last week that uh, years and years ago, I had created a very, very small business and I, I gave it a name and it actually turned out that someone had already trademarked that name and it was the person who... Instead of receiving an email from a trademark uh, attorney, uh, it was the person who actually owned the trademark reached out to me and says, hey, uh, mm -mm -mm, you can't use that name. And I quickly changed the name of that business, uh, monitoring your business. And that's apparently what she had done was she did a an internet search on her business and my my website came up. Mm -hmm. So no, I mean I think it's it's good to do that, and you can just do regular searches. But there are also other there's there there are services that kind of sweep through you know the Secretary of State websites in case somebody registers you know a corporation or an LLC and not necessarily registers it with the Secretary with the uh, Patent and Trademark Office. So it, it could be ways of using your name and you know in other than just in a trademark application. So it's good to keep an eye out. Susanna, we did the we did the top ten within our ten minute nugget of information. If someone wanted to reach out to you regarding uh, re regarding trademark law or talk about the ten mistakes that small business owners make, uh, how can they get a hold of Susanna Mahady? Well, they can always find me through my website, which is uh, www.mahadylaw.com. It's M A H A. D-Y-L-A-W.com, or you can always email me directly at smahady at mahadylaw.com. 
That's Susanna Mahady. She's trademark attorney, and we do this every Wednesday morning live on Facebook. You can uh, watch the videos on YouTube and LinkedIn. You can listen to the podcast on your favorite podcast uh, platform. In any event, Susanna, appreciate it, and uh, start your Christmas shopping. We'll do this again next week. Yeah, three more weeks, right? That's Two it. more weeks. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Have a great day. We appreciate you listening to the About Mansfield Consumer Advice Series. By the way, if you own a business and you are interested in being a part of the Consumer Advice Series, if you have the knowledge to give information in 10-minute increments to the consumers, shoot me an email to info at aboutmansfield.com. Again, that is info at aboutmansfield.com. We'll tell you how we can get you all set up. Appreciate it. We do it again next week right here on the podcast.